before we now go into financial markets and crypto assets, uh, please feel free to ask as many questions as you have. We will try to answer them during the session when there is time, or we'll try to get back to you afterwards. Um, I'm talking today about distributed ledger technology. The most uh, well-known form thereof is the blockchain. And the most important application is, of course, still Bitcoin. There are many other cryptocurrencies today, and there are also very different uses thereof. One important is, for example, to tokenize, so to bring on the blockchain traditional assets such as shares or bonds. And there are also more applications. For example, there are CBDCs, so uh, currencies by the central bank issued on a blockchain. So there are really diverse applications that we can think of. Before we dive into the topic, I would like to ask you about what your expectation for the future of DLT or blockchain is. So uh, if you may go to the poll, um, we, have, we have three options. Maybe do not take them too seriously. So uh, one option is that in 10 years, we will do all our payments by cryptocurrencies. Uh, maybe your expectation is also more on a, on a tra traditional version. So your expectation would be that in 10 years, we are all investing in tokenized assets or assets that are on the blockchain. And the third option, of course, is that you think this is all a hoax and a fraud and a bubble and the bubble will burst soon. So maybe there won't be any blockchain or tokenized assets in 10 years time. Um, that's just to get a better understanding of how, of how crypto affine uh, how, um, our, our today's audience is. Uh, to give you enough time to answer the poll, um, I would like to go into the first slide and just give you a brief overview where I am working, where I am coming from. Uh, I'm an attorney at law and I work at the State Secretary for International Finance. In one sentence, we are the international arm of the Swiss Finance Ministry. Um, that means we have, we, we have a couple of main tasks. So our first task is to represent Switzerland in both bilateral talks with uh, other countries, but also in international bodies. This includes the OECD, the Financial Stability Board, um, or also the anti-money laundering um, international body, the uh, FATF. We are committed to good framework conditions. So we are trying to, to allow for a good framework for financial markets to prosper in Switzerland. And we are also uh, trying to, to make the Swiss financial markets more well-known and to promote it. And that is also why we are here today. And the third one, we are implementing the Federal Council's financial market policy. So we are actually writing the laws and the ordinances of the Swiss financial market laws. What we are not doing um, is we are not the supervisory authority. So we are not um, supervising banks or other financial institutions. That is the task of FINMA. So that would be um, a different and independent agency. We are really, we are a political authority uh, we are working with the Federal Council, we are working with the Parliament, we are writing ordinances, we are representing Switzerland politically, so we are really a political body. Uh, so now let's probably go into the results of the, of the poll and uh, let's see how, uh, how your expectations on crypto are. Okay, so apparently no one in the audience thinks that, that we will all pay with uh, with crypto assets. 
and it's uh, it's more or less equally divided between um, taking up as a as a technology for for making financial markets more efficient, or that it's a bubble that will gonna burst. So this is probably more a, a, a rather critical audience. So uh, maybe I can try to convince some of you that it might be. Um, a more prospering technology, maybe outside of the cryptocurrencies, where I personally would probably be on a on a same opinion as a, lar- a large part of the audience. Uh, so now let's go into the content. Let's go into the Swiss DLT regulation and let's start with um, where Switzerland stands today in terms of uh, of regulation of fintech. Uh, we have uh, we have a, thri- a thriving fintech sector. We have more than one thousand fintech companies. Many of those are are DLT based. We have the rather famous Crypto Valley, which is around the city of Zug, and has originally been started more or less with the Ethereum Foundation, which is for the Ethereum blockchain, the governing foundation, which has set her headquarters in Zug that basically started the Crypto Valley around Zug. Two days, there are also, for example, two crypto asset based banks. In, uh, in, in in Zug, we also have asset managers that are regulated by FINMA that are focusing on DLT-based assets. So we now have really a prospering um, crypto valley in in Switzerland, in Zug, and also in other cities. But Zug is really probably the focal point. Um, we on the government side, um, for us, the financial integrity of the Swiss financial market is key. So we are, have been one of the first countries to adopt the FATF standards for anti-money laundering regulation of crypto assets already in 2015. We have for the first time adapted our anti-money laundering legislation um, to clearly include all kinds of virtual currencies into the focus, into the scope of Swiss anti-money laundering legislation. Uh, The Financial Market Supervisory Authority, I've mentioned before, FINMA, uh, does specifically maintain a fintech desk, which does answer all the technology and financial technology-related questions that are directed to FINMA. And they really have a, a, yeah, given that they are a regulator, it's really a can-do attitude. And they also do provide uh, guidance for market participants. They have early in the ICO uh, wave. We had a couple years ago. They have published an ICO guideline. Later on, they came with a stablecoin guideline. They really provide guideline wherever they think it is helpful and necessary um, to, on the both, on the one hand, enable innovation, and on the other hand, limit risks and provide legal certainty for in a Swiss financial center that has a focus on integrity. Uh, we on the government side, we also take an international role in international bodies. I have previously indicated the Financial Stability Board. They also, for example, um, have specific working groups on crypto assets, on stable coins, where we as a state secretariat are very active and try to bring our know-how also to the international table. Um, against this background, probably also a bit background on the Swiss strategy for the financial market. And we look at the Swiss financial market today, we think it's sound, it is global, but it is also in transition. Switzerland is still the by far largest offshore um, wealth management place. So we have the largest number of assets of foreign customers that are being managed by Swiss banks and other financial institutions. For a small country like Switzerland, I guess this is quite an achievement. When we then did an analysis on the on the current trends in financial markets, 
And we think these are mostly three big trends. The first of all, that is going to be more contested, more competitive on an international level. The second, digitization is a big thing. We did this analysis in 2019. It has only increased and accelerated the digitization since COVID. And the third big trend is the sustainability. Uh, this said, we defined three strategic thrusts for the future of the Swiss financial industry. And that is what you see in the financial market policy, which is in a graphical depiction on the left-hand side. And those three thrusts really reflect or mirror the trends we see. So first of all, we think we need to be more innovative to be competitive in a more contested market. Secondly, we need to be more interconnected um, to, to address the modern world. And the third one is, of course, the sustainability. So sustainable finance is a big thing. And all that leads to the ambition we have for the Swiss Financial Center in the future, leading worldwide, but still being rooted in Switzerland and delivering Swiss quality. So what has the, the Swiss government, the Swiss regulator done to allow for Swiss financial market innovation? We have already in 2015 included, for example, virtual currencies in our anti-money anti laundering legislation. Um, on top of that, we have done a lot to allow for more innovation. Uh, one of the first packages entered into force in 2017 in the banking legislation. Swiss banking legislation is based on a very, very broad um, term of deposits. And whenever deposits are taken historically in Switzerland, one would have needed a banking license, which we considered a very high threshold to enter the Swiss financial market. So first of all, we introduced the sandbox. So a sandbox where you're outside of the banking act if you have deposits less than 1 million. Secondly, if there are something like deposits being taken, but they are pay being paid out within 60 days. So deposits are never hold longer than 60 days. We have also excluded that from regulations that, for example, allows for crowdfunding businesses not requiring a banking license. And the third thing we have introduced one and a half year latest in 2019 is the FinTech license, which is essentially a banking license light. So it has the it has less intense requirements than a banking license has and allows for the acceptance of public deposits up to 100 million. The second large package we have introduced is the DLT legislation. So really legislation that allows for the use of blockchain-based applications in financial services. Uh, this entered into force in two waves. We had a first wave in 2021 in February and the second in August. The first one included the civil law provisions, the second one, the financial market law provisions. I will go a bit more in detail later, so I'll leave it at that for this slide. And the most recent thing we have done is the Federal Council's Digital Finance Report, which sets out 12 areas where we think we need to improve further. I will go a bit more into that as well later on, so I will also leave it at that. Uh, that being said, if you go more specifically into the DLT regulation, uh, this is the strategy the Federal Council has adopted. We can probably start in the circle at the bottom where we have the bottom up approach. So we, we really try to hear and be in a constant dialogue with the industry, what is needed on the one hand and with the supervisory authority and the international standard setters on the other hand to limit risks. Based on the bottom-up approach, which includes a lot of dialogue and openness, um, one of the 
principles of our financial market legislation is technology neutrality, which in essence says that we try to apply existing legislation to new technology in the very same fashion. So if there is a share by a company issued on paper, it should be treated exactly the same way as it is, as it is treated when it is issued on a blockchain. Of course, what we try to aim at is legal certainty and we need to prevent abuse. And for that, nonetheless, specific adjustments are from time to time required to make the existing legislation more adapt to allow for innovation while at the same time mitigate risks. And for that, we have worked on the DLT legislation package, which I have already mentioned before. Uh, what I tried to, to depict here is, is the, the process, how we followed the, the, that act. We started with the experts working group. So these were really experts from academia, from the industry, from the supervisory authority, and also from the state secretariat. Based on the input from the experts, we wrote a report which was published in December 2018. Thereon, we published a draft legislation which went into public consultation only three months later. And only another six months later, the parliament unanimously adopted the full legislative packet without any changes. And then, as I have indicated before, it did enter into force in two waves, the first one in February 2021, the second part in August 2021. If you look at this process from when we started with the experts working group until it entered into force, this is only roughly three years. For a legislative project in the Swiss uh, political system, this is a really fast uh, legislative process. And it was really interesting to see also how large the support of both the public, the experts and the parliament were for this proposal. If you go into the content, what we did is we did not do a DLT legislation that tries to comprehensively govern DLT in an independent manner. But what we did is we took the existing legislation and tried to see whether changes required in existing legislation to make it more adapt for DLT applications. So what we did is we took 10 different acts. So um, for example, the largest bubble, so this means there have been the most changes, is the Financial Market Infrastructure Act. Uh, the second largest bubble is the Code of Obligations, where the Swiss Securities Law is included. But there were also eight other acts that have been amended partially to make them more suitable for allowing innovation in the DLT area while at the same time mitigating risks. So this is really the specific changes approach we have. We did not have an approach to have a comprehensive act for um, DLT like a few other countries, in particular Liechtenstein have chosen. Um, if we do, do go into the content of, of our DLT legislation, um, we have essentially two parts. The first part is the securities law we have amended uh, and that entered into force on the 1st of February 2021. The main change there is that we have introduced a new form of ledger-based securities. So these are basically securities that are issued on a blockchain and they can be transferred on the blockchain. There is no paper involved. 
and it has the same legal effects as if you would have a traditional share. You can trade electronically as a so-called intermediated security on a, on, on a traditional stock exchange, or if you have a paper security, if you take the most traditional approach. So really the idea here is to have the same legal effects that traditional security has, but issued and transferred on a blockchain. The second part is the financial market law that took a bit more time for us to implement as there were all, also technical provisions you needed to change in the ordinances in addition to what has been changed in the law. So those entered into force a bit later. Um, there are two main changes. The first main change was the DLT trading facility. So the DLT trading facility works similarly to a stock exchange for DLT-based securities. So you can trade there um, securities on such a trading facility, similarly to a stock exchange with a similar level of regulation. However, it does allow for two main changes. First of all, in a traditional stock exchange, me as a person cannot directly trade. I always need to go through a bank. A DLT trading facility can allow an individual, so they can, for example, allow me or any of you in the audience to trade directly on the DLT trading facility. And it can also do the settlement of cost trading within the same legal entity. It is not a required, but it can be offered. Today, this would be in a separate legal entity. This would require a separate license, uh, for example, as a central securities depository. So here we also try to allow for the disintermediation the blockchain allows. The, this package has only entered into force on 1st of August, and so far no DLT trading facility license has yet been granted by the Swiss Financial Market Supervisory Authority, but we hope that it will be soon that we have at least one or two of those. There has been also other changes. For example, you can now uh, segregate and get release of your crypto assets in a bankruptcy of a wallet provider. Um, we have a release of data and bankruptcy. This has nothing to do with blockchain specifically. This is really a right to get to your data, for example, on your cloud provider uh, in bankruptcy. Um, we have also made some facilitations around the organized trading facility. And we have also once more changed the anti-money laundering legislation to accommodate for developments in virtual assets so that we are really fully compliant with FATF standards and have a high integrity of the Swiss financial center. So what are we going to do in the future? And that is what has been set out in the digital finance report the Federal Council has adopted in February 2022. It has identified 12 areas where we need to act to get even more competitive, to allow for more innovation or to mitigate risks. Um, as you can see with the number 10 around in the middle, the distributed ledger technology is one of the fields where we see additional need for action. One of the projects we are currently working on in that area is that we are analyzing the Swiss collective investment schemes law. So basically the law that regulates funds, um, whether there are changes needed to allow for the use of blockchain also in the areas of funds. So that would have been a very quick overview of how Switzerland approaches and regulates distributed ledger technology. And I think we might have one or two minutes for answering at least a few questions. Uh, I have seen one question, whether the high energy requirements, um, whether, whether there are any requirements on the high energy consumption that certain distributed ledger technology um, might come with. 
Um, no, under Swiss law, there's currently no requirements. Uh, I understand it has been discussed on, uh, on, the, on the EU legislation recently. I guess we will hear on that in the, in the next session. Um, under Swiss law, it has so far not been a topic. Um, we believe that the market will uh, solve that probably um, rather soon. And even if we would take regulation in that area on the on and in Switzerland, the Switzerland does contribute less than one percent of the worldwide um, computing power that is provided for crypto applications. Um, we would not have any significant effect. Uh, we of course discussing this in international bodies um, and trying to find a solution there. But we are pretty pretty optimistic that, for example, the move from proof of work to proof of stake in the Ethereum blockchain, which is expected to happen soon, uh, will solve a large part of this problem. And I think I have been reminded that we have no more time. So I think I'm wrapping up here. Uh, thank you so much for, for asking questions. Thank you so much for being in attendance today. I hope you enjoy the rest of uh, today's event. The next session will be on Mika, so the use approach to certain crypto assets. So I guess it will be an interesting session on a very different perspective on a similar topic. Have a good afternoon. Thank you.